0: February 14, Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 20. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to see the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, because an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has been raised from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now, go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember, I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to find the disciples to give them the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. And they ran to him, held his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As the women were on their way into the city, some of the men who had been guarding the tomb went to the leading priests and told them what had happened. A meeting of all the religious leaders was called, and they decided to bribe the soldiers. They told the soldiers, You must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you and everything will be all right. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews and they still tell it today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him. But some of them still doubted. Jesus came and told His disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit." Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age.
1: Hello everybody, this is Herb Lester, I'm uh, 38 years old from Dover, Ohio, uh, grew up in a good christian home had uh two loving parents i got three younger brothers who are all very supportive um basically had everything i wanted everything i needed growing up uh never really drank did any kind of drug all the way through high school until i uh, went away to college uh from that point on it was uh game over uh make a long story short here, I, uh, by the time I was 21, 22, I was a full-blown heroin addict, uh, that went on for the next, uh, 15 years, um, off and on, uh, I lied, cheated, stole, manipulated everyone who loved me, um, Until finally they had enough and uh, gave me an intervention. Uh, I agreed to come to treatment here at the refuge. and uh, It's the best decision that I've ever made in my life. I've been shown God's grace and mercy uh, and abundance that I do not deserve. Um, God has shown me that he has loved me even when I was disobeying him continuously and knowingly, uh, some of the things he's done for me is he's restored relationships with my family and loved ones. Um, he's revealed to me that, uh, although I've been down and out for a long time, that he is using that for good. And, uh, I hope to start a faith based rehab in my hometown once I complete uh, the 13 months here. Uh, thanks, guys.
2: They have seen miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Enough so that they continued to follow him despite what made natural sense to them. And Jesus is saying, How is it that we're on a boat and all of a sudden the wind and the waves have scared you? How is it? That when I tell you we're going to the other side, you believe what you see and what you perceive and your experiences more than you believe the one who commissioned the journey. Do you understand? How is it that the things that you see that come against you bear more credence to you and affect your decision making more than the one who commissioned you to go after it? is it that when you fast and anger stirs up in you that you believe that the outbursts of anger suddenly have more authority than the one who commissioned you that says on that day they will fast and you know that you must fast but you would rather not fast because you believe the circumstances that rise against you when you're on your personal way to go to the other side you think Jesus would say anything different to us than he did to his own disciples he might even be a little more stern with us because we are born again And we are Holy Ghost filled. His message wouldn't change for his 12 any more than it would change for us 2,000 years later. When you purpose within yourself to go to your other side, to increase in him and decrease in yourself, what inside of you is giving you that commission? Your own recollection? I highly doubt that. Maybe it's the Christ in me. Maybe it's the righteousness in my new nature that is spurring me to get into the word more. Because it doesn't spur the atheist to get into the word more. But somehow as a born-again believer, there's something inside of me that just wants the word of God more. What is that spurring? What is that push to go into deeper, to go to the other side and understand more of the word of God? Well, that's Christ in me, my righteous nature, pushing. What is it inside of me that actually wants to go without eating for several hours or several days? definitely isn't my human nature. My body likes to feed itself. So what is it in me that wants to go to the other side in my spiritual walk and not eat for three, four, five, six, ten, twenty, forty 20, 40 days? Definitely isn't my recollection and it definitely isn't my human nature. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory, the expectation of of glory in me which is my new nature which is romans 8 walking after the spirit which is romans 12 being transformed to the image of christ inside of me so when you personally and when i personally feel something drawing me to say let's go to the other side let's increase the footprint of the kingdom in our life let's not just be satisfied on this side of the sea let's cross over and expand the kingdom on this side of the sea when you want to cross over there's going to be some resistance along the way and if you hit the resistance and you cry out to God looking for more of that grace like Julie talked about after worship today saying I, I can't do this it's too much the anger's too much the pool's too much this is, this is weighing me down this is stopping me I, I can't take it that everybody hates me and all my friends are leaving I don't like this solitude I'm a people person what do you think Jesus is going to say to us? How is it you have no faith? How is it that you can have no faith, JP? You're going to let the circumstances of the wind and the waves sway yourself to your perspective to be shifted? you got to let the sea go in the ground and do its job. You go to sleep at night and you rise by day and eventually the seed will produce the roots and the blade will pop out of the ground. But if you want to take it to a new level, then you have to let the transformation begin to grow and complete. Whether or not it looks like death or not, you're not swayed by the circumstances. Can you say amen? So in order to move to the other side, resistance must be encountered jesus says i'm going over to the other side and what's the enemy's main focus is it the person he's inhabiting i mean this man was a social outcast he lived in the tombs with the dead people he was cutting himself with rocks and sharp things he was an outcast he was fully fully possessed thrown out by his own people and when the demoniac runs up to meet Jesus, because when the light shows like a moth to a flame, it's attracted. And the demoniac runs up to Jesus when his footsteps on the other side of the sea. And what does he ask of him? Don't send me out of the territory. What's the enemy's main focus? Is he really interested in you and your kids? Does he really care about your car or your house? Does he even care about your bank account? Do you think he needs your car? He don't need that. What's he going to do? Try to take my house and my finance? What's he going to do with money? So what is he after when he comes after your things that you see? He's after to sway your heart. To discourage you from pressing into the territory. So you buckle down and you say, I'm going to have more of Christ. And you lose your job next week. Oh, I made a mistake. I disagree. I don't think you made a mistake. I think that the winds are raising in your life and the waves are clapping over the side of the boat, what are you going to do when the circumstances are stirred up? I'm going to start waking up early and reading my Bible more, and all of a sudden, every night, something happens, and you're up with anxiety and worry, and you just you can't get out of bed in the morning because you're so tired because you're up so late the night before, this problem happened or that problem happened, maybe I made a mistake, maybe it wasn't meant to be for me to get up early and see God, I disagree. Maybe despite the wind
0: and despite the waves, you need to press forward. Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. I will teach. David wanted the next generation to know the Lord and to trust Him. He gave some wise counsel about how to have good days, and he urged them to call on the Lord in the time of trouble. God's eyes see your needs. God's ears hear your prayers. And God is near you when your heart is broken. When God does something special for you, tell somebody else. The next generation needs to know that God is alive. Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Do any of you want to live a life that is long and good? Then watch your tongue. Keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Work hard at living in peace with others. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous face many troubles, but the Lord rescues them from each and every one. For the Lord protects them from harm. Not one of their bones will be broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve Him. Everyone who trusts in Him will be freely pardoned. Proverbs chapter 9, verses 9 and 10 Teach the wise, and they will be wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn more. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowing the Holy One results in understanding.